I am 82 years old. I've been doing plant-based, no oil, 100% for five months and lost 40 pounds. Wow. I have 20 more pounds to lose. And my question is, I eat uh, three tablespoons of chia a day. I want to know if I should not, I should stop that and do a supplement of DHA, EPA, algae supplements instead. You don't need any supplement. Uh, alpha linoleic acid uh, is from plants and on plants only, you get tons of it. That's the, the essential omega-3 fat it comes from plants. No animal makes that fat. And the human body efficiently converts ALA into DHA and EPA. You cannot run into any deficiency of any of these essential fats if you eat a plant-based diet, impossible. You can, however, by believing this message, buy into the supplement industry and buy their supplements, which are toxic. To not only are they unnecessary, they're toxic. Uh, these supplements uh, encourage cancer growth, for example. These supplements, if they're oil, as they are, cause you to gain weight. The fat you eat is the fat you wear. I don't care whether it comes from a flaxseed or an olive or a cow or a pig. The fat you eat is the fat you wear. The body naturally stores fat for the day when there's no food available. It's the metabolic dollar that you store away when there's no food. Well, if you're eating flat, uh, chia seeds, I think it's chia seeds you said, or flaxseed whole, not gonna cause you any harm because uh, the coat is pretty much not digestible. You don't get much out of it either. If you grind uh, the seed, uh, then of course, uh, it becomes more potent with so supposedly positive effects, which you don't need, and with negative effects. And then you extract the oil out of the ground flaxseed and you have pure oil, it's, it's really toxic. So stay away from this stuff. Hey, look, if, if, these, if it was necessary that you ate fish or flaxseed or chia seed to get your essential fats, then terrestrial populations would have never existed. And what I mean by that is populations that live away from the ocean or the lakes or the streams, but primarily the ocean, they would have never, never existed. But the truth of the matter is you get all of these essential fats from plants. Only plants can desaturate at the carbon three and carbon six position. No animal can do it, no fish can do it. So you get plenty of uh, essential fat by eating rice and corn and potatoes and et cetera. Don't buy into these supplements. You're wasting your money. I used to think you were just, you were just wasting your money. You were peeing the supplements into the toilet. But I can't say that these days. You're doing yourself real harm by using these things. Estimates are with, uh, with traditional vitamin supplements like folic acid and vitamin E and beta carotene. It, it, we're talking about huge analyses show that you increase your risk of cancer and heart disease by 20 to 30%. You increase your risk of dying by 20 to 30% by taking these supplements. The uh, Cochrane Collaboration, which is the most unbiased organization in the world, it's, a, it's a, <clears throat> over 100 countries involving 40,000 scientists, specialists who weigh in on the scientific literature and try and make it unbiased and understandable. 
The Cochrane collaboration says if you take a multivitamin supplement, you know, like the one a day my mom used to give me, that for every million people who take one a day multivitamin supplements, there's an excess of 9,000 deaths. You see, if you take these supplements, what happens is you cause nutritional imbalances. These uh, supplements, they flood your cells with nutrients. And the internal mechanism of the cell becomes unbalanced. And as a result, you don't function well when you flood the system with a concentrated isolated nutrient. That's why you get sick. That's why you have more heart disease and cancer because you've caused nutritional imbalances by taking these supplements. Throw them away. You're wasting your money. The only exception I could say to that would be possibly B12 and nobody's asked, so I won't talk about it. Thank you, doctor. Next we have Kim. Kim, what's your question? Hi, thank you so much for this wonderful presentation. Um, I've been whole foods plant-based for the past few years. Um, I'm an avid exerciser, normal body weight, body fat, but um, the last physical I had last year, um, my A1C was kind of bordering that normal slash pre-diabetic level. So I started adopting a whole foods plant-based low-fat diet. Um, and my question is, since I am such an avid um, exerciser, you know, I run a lot, do a lot of weightlifting, um, Peloton high-intensity classes, do you ever recommend for some of your athletes, um, patients that they kind of up a little bit, their protein, maybe a little bit more than that 10% from, um, obviously all from plant-based, um, sources, or do you just generally stick to 10%? Well, under certain conditions, like when you exercise or say you're pregnant, you take in more food. And when you take in more food, you take in more protein and vitamins and minerals. It's still 10% or actually you need 3% of your calories as protein. It just happens you take in more food so you get more absolute amounts of protein because you eat more. So you always have your needs covered under circumstances that require more calories, more food, such as pregnancy. You know, to grow a baby costs 80,000 extra calories. It only costs two pounds of protein. So, you know, and women have been having babies on starch-based diets. In fact, 99.99% of the population that ever inhabited this planet has had babies on starch-based diets without any extra protein supplements or any extra vitamin supplements. We're still here, 7 billion of us. Going on 8 billion. Thank you, Dr. McDougall. Next, we have Michael. Michael, what's your question? Mike, do you hear us? Mike? All right. Uh, Mike, get back to us. Uh, try to fix the audio show on your end. Um, next, we have Laura. Laura, what's your question? Hi, uh, Dr. McDougall. Thank you so much for all that you do. Um, I started a um, plant-based vegan diet for most of my day, but I seem to be having problems with blood sugar issues for the evening for my dinner. Well, I think you should stop checking your blood sugar. I'm not actually checking it, but I've had 
hypoglycemia as a kid and my blood sugar kind of goes up and down throughout the day. Like I don't feel satiated enough if I just have vegetables or uh, starches, you know. You're talking about a couple of different things. Hypoglycemia is, is a very, very rare condition. Okay. And, and uh, like, for example, people who eat a healthy diet in rural Africa, they run blood sugars as low as 47 milligrams per deciliter, which is normal. So uh, you get hypoglycemia when you have liver problems. Maybe if you take insulin, you'll get certain diabetic pills. But otherwise, I know you feel bad. That's what you're telling me is you feel bad. Right. And, and we used to blame feel bad on um, psychological problems. You're, you're neurotic. You're a, a middle-aged neurotic woman. That's what I started <laughs> medicine. We, we told people when they complained. And, uh, you know, and nowadays, you know, they, they blame hypoglycemia. There have been all kinds of excuses people have for feeling bad. And I know you feel bad. But the reason people feel bad is because they're improperly fueled. And I think once you get the diet really well, really correct and feel good about it, that you're going to do much better. Now, you just told me that you don't feel good about the diet yet. Oh, no, I do. I love the diet. I love it during the day. Did you say you still have cravings? No, I feel that I'm not satiated enough because my blood sugar, I feel a little off. That's that to me would be you have cravings. You are not satiated. You're not satisfied. Anyway. Okay. Part of that is psychological. Uh, it's an adjustment. And what I call it is the Chinese restaurant syndrome. Uh, many people can relate to this. And that is when we were you know, carnivores primarily, and we went to a Chinese restaurant. And we had meals that were lots of rice and vegetables and very little meat. We were hungry an hour later. Right. Because we were used to this, this massive muscle and a, and a glob of grease in our stomach, and we were used to that. And that's what we equated with satiety. And when you don't get that, it requires some adjustment. But scientific experiments, and there are quite a few of them, it's absolutely consistent, show that the appetite of the human being is satisfied by carbohydrate. So when you start eating this diet initially, and you've been at it for five months, initially, it may still be an adjustment for you. And it usually doesn't take five months. I've been running programs of 10 and 12 days for, for 43 years. And, and I can tell you that by the end of 10 or 12 days, people are very, very satisfied with the diet. So, uh, you know, the satisfaction will come to you. And as I say, it's carbohydrate that satisfies the appetite. Protein does a little bit and fat doesn't do it at all. So I think you should just stick at it. You've made great, great accomplishments so far and reap the, some of the benefits. So let's go all the way. I mean, get what, get what you deserve. <laughs>